back to an episode of the Nova Files. It's been a hot minute. It's uh, me again, uh, Peter from Medallion Comics, and today I'm with Ian Miller from Triple Threat Comics. He's a definitely a triple threat, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so what, what have you been up to lately? I've been working on various projects. Um, I just finished a monster anthology series. Nice. Yeah, something I worked on with our friend Greg, so I'm very proud of that. I'm currently lettering another comic and then hopefully releasing Codename Hunter issue three in August. Dude, I definitely feel you on the issue threes. Like, mine's been like only a few pages left for a while now, and I'm just like, oh, I just want issue three out already. Yeah. Because then, I don't know about you, I don't know how you're printing them out or how you can be distributing, but my mindset is that once you get four issues done, that's a good amount, so you can print it as a collection. Well, I've got five issues, so for the first story arc, yeah, that's going to be a collection right there. Mm, yeah. And between me and you, I find that, like, one, bookstores will actually take it if it's a collection pack, so you can actually sell it in more places. And people are just generally more interested in picking up a collection rather than single issues. Then I really had to rush things up, don't I? No, actually, um, uh, when I got my first issue done, because, you know, this is the indie me just going everywhere, trying to get my foot in every door. The guy told me, look, I won't take single issues, but if you have a collection, if it's like a, then I'll be interested in taking it. You probably can, maybe, depending on who you go to, you go to big stores, you'd have to go through a distributor. But generally speaking, once you have it ready as a collection, people will start noticing you. At least that's what I put together from going to cons and such. Yeah, you're definitely right, because I've just noticed, you know, Aftershock Comics, they only do just collection because I bought uh, Rogue uh, War uh, Writers, or Rough Writers, actually. Mm -hmm. There's no single issues, it's just a collection. So I was like, all right, this makes perfect sense because you got a whole package right there. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, what I think the strategy is, like, put your single issues digital only and sell only sell collections on, in person. Yeah, that might be the way to go. Well, the way I see it, once, like, by next year, hopefully there isn't, like, a new variant of the global pandemic. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, hope There's always a threat of that mm -hmm. happening right now, so, yeah. yeah. So, hopefully this time next year, you know, we're going to cons, we're promoting, we're doing our thing, that'd be great. If not, we're going to have to be like, you know what, we got to find another way around this. Yeah, absolutely, because it, it, this past two years has taken up most of our lives. It's hurt us, you know, financially and also culturally because we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't go yeah. and connect with the fans, and that really hurts us. Mm -hmm. Especially as indie guys, you know, because we grow from the, the shadows of the conventions. One second, one second, hold on. I'll be right back, hold on. Yeah, you go for it. And now, on with the show. And we're back. 
All right, but yeah, no, like generally speaking, like we're indie guys. We need the conventions to start. You know, that's when people start noticing us. Exactly. It's crazy. But you know what? The world wants to get back to some kind of normal. So the way I see it, either uh, we do return to some form of normal or we end up in a comic book ourselves. Like, you know, uh, we're going to be the next Walking Dead. And at that point, you know, we're going full zombie plan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be crazy. <laughs> and how long has that show been running? 10 years now? Sorry? Uh, Walking Dead. Has that been running 10 years? or? I think it ended comic-wise. Well, I know, like, comic-wise, I'm talking about the television series, cut-wise. Oh, Lord only knows at this point. Like, I never, I, I don't know, like, it, Walking Dead is one of those things, like, I, I admire, but I never really got into myself. So, like, I actually have no idea how long that's been running. I've watched maybe the first couple of seasons. They deviate from the comic, like, like, two seasons into the show. Yeah. Hey, but nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, Invincible did a little bit of deviation, and I thought I still thought I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but here's the thing even though they add stuff from the later issues, they didn't, you know, take out the spine of the story. The whole oh, no, no. Story. You know, as long as you do that, it's okay to add things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. So today I read Batman Enigma. Uh, so, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Okay, well, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, it is a fan comic, and it's set in the Tim Burton verse. And how that started was, I was working on another fan comic, Batman Meets Godzilla, or Batman 66 Meets Godzilla, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, because I know you people are very excited about that. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I I didn't have time to read it. And the way I see, you know what? We're going full indie. That one's that that is too mainstream. So we're going. We're going to talk Enigma. <laughs> okay. Well, we were in preparation on issue two for that particular comic, Batman meets Godzilla, and the lead writer had asked me if I would be interested in working with him on more Batman stories. I said sure. So he sends me the script which was actually the original writer, Sam Hamm's first draft of Batman 2, mm -hmm. which would eventually become Batman Returns. I read the script and I thought it was a good script. And I said to the writer, Eric Elliott, I said, this is a good, write this is a good writing, Elliott, Eric, but here's what I think it should be. So I told him about this idea that I had 13 years earlier for a third Batman story if Burton was going to come back and direct it, which involved the Riddler and Scarecrow. I, and he stopped me and said, let's do what? I said, what? <laughs> like, yeah, let's do what? I was like, right. nope. <laughs> so I gave it a read. There's obviously some stuff I like, some stuff that like kind of took me out of the moment. So it depends. You want like the full like... I'm old enough. I can handle criticism, but just do it to me. <laughs> no, uh, I like the designs. The, the art is very reminiscent of uh, the movies. Yeah. There are there is one thing or two things that like really took me out of it though. Uh, Nightwing. Ah uh, yes, 
Yeah, that was uh, something that uh, we went back and forth on that because originally we were going to do a Robin uh, storyline. But at some point, we're like, you know, he might have, you know, evolved from that. Mm-hmm. So just went straight to Nightwing. Oh, for sure. But my criticism is the introduction and the design. I think like you're going too much into his uh, comics design and not going full movie verse. You know, because you know the the Batman, the Tim Burton one. It's so iconic that that design. It's like you know not and had like that real world aesthetic. Had that popping symbol, and I'm looking at the the Nightwing. I'm just like, I feel like as introducing the character, you should have done it in issue two, where you can fully give him that a dramatic entrance. Well, the reason why we did that was we wanted to show that someone was still protecting Gotham, even though the Batman has been, you know, in exile. Oh, yeah, no. So, the costume, the the Nightwing costume, it's not not that thing, it's something that's homemade. So, when you get to later later issues, you're going to see an updated version. Okay. Once again, like, if you want me to be, like, nitpicky, like, I'm looking at it, to me, it looks very comic booky and not homemade. Like homemade is like a Peter Parker from the, the MCU with the hoodie and everything. Granted, I like what you're doing. I'm just thinking if I'm going to critique anything, give me my feedback. Something like that, you need your dramatic entrance or you do it from the shadows at the beginning. Because that's, I can see what you're doing. Like it's like cool. I want to see more where Nightwing goes. But he deserves that grand entrance to really build him up. No, you're right. You're right. But um, we just we just uh, definitely did uh, felt that was you know important to show someone so protecting. But you do uh, yeah, I do agree with you that it should be more dramatic. So in the next uh, two issues, will be uh, something dramatic. Yeah, it's just my feedback on that. But I am curious to see where you're going to go with it. Because you know Batman Four is where we got Robin anyway, so let's see how we do this. And the other one is just something super small, but like just reading it took me out. It was like your reality shows. I'm like, this was like the '80s. No one knew what reality TV was at this point. But that's like super nitpicky. But the things I liked, one thing I love in your art is how you give that crazed look to people. Ah, yes. Like the, the Nigma face there, I'm just like, oh man, I gotta, no, I, I mean, this is a total compliment. I gotta make that into a meme. That's just like, yes, I love it. Oh, please do. I, I'm flattered. <laughs> and I also notice it again, like, I love that detail because you also have Selena have that face too, and that it just works with her because she has that crazy aesthetic. And then just like, Having Selena back again, like, oh, she was such a good Selena Kyle. She was so much fun. Yeah, um, that was definitely an idea we, we wanted to explore because we felt that that storyline was definitely unresolved in uh, Batman Returns. So we wanted to have her come back and also see where she is at this point of her life. Yeah, well, we could admit that continuity wasn't exactly... Uh, at the forefront of uh, their plannings back then. I like the art, you know, it's it's fun. It's, I feel the Burton verse, like I feel that dark aesthetic. 
and you know the whole the red with the white for Selena is always a is always a good look. Yeah. I am curious to see where this goes. I do have my critiques, as I said, but it's fun. I like it. And considering as somebody who grew up with those movies, I always love seeing somebody return to them. And if we're talking those movies between me and you, how good would it be if they did Batman Beyond and they brought back Michael Keaton as old man Bruce Wayne? I would love it. I think it would be a mega, mega box office hit. Oh, God, yes. You, you get Michael Keaton back. You get some unknown young actor. Hell, you don't even need to try. Just remake the, the goddamn pilot of Batman Beyond and you're going to print money. Oh, it would be fantastic because if you look at Keaton now, he's the right age and he is the right look. Yeah. And I've heard there's that one line in the pilot which is just so perfect. It's like, you killed my father. You have any idea how little that narrows it down? <laughs> it reminds me of that. Um, you, did you ever watch the Street Fighter movie? Like the old one. Like, it's like the day Bison came to the village was the greatest day of your life. To me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> it's like that over-the-top hanging villain lines, man. I just, who was I talking to this about recently? Like, you gotta love the villains that chew up the scenery. Yeah. It, it, it also relates to, you know, how we write villains in our comics because they, they think of themselves as the hero in their story. So it's very nice to see them, you know, a little bit monologuing. It's nice to see that because they're so in tune in what they're trying to do. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. You know, funny enough, uh, I don't. I haven't told you this, but I've actually started a new project. Like right now, it's all in the early phases. Um, I've written out the outline for eight issues, and I've finished the first one and the half of the second issue writing wise. And my, I got, I got a hired an art team, and they're going to be starting sometime if all goes well in November. So. Right now, my goal is I need to get four issues done by then. And I was actually uh, coming up with the villains, and it's exactly that, in that they're the heroes of their story. The only problem is all the good that they're doing for their people is going to result in chaos and death for everybody else. But I won't talk about that right now because, you know, it's, it'll be a surprise for later. Well, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to uh, hear more about it, you know, even in private. Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll definitely tell you about it in private. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but no, it's like, that's the thing about us, man. We, we got to make the good stories because I think that's the thing I love about uh, writing comics is that no matter what you do, somebody will have access to it at some point. Someone will be able to sit down and read and have a good time. My father called me. You know, I'll talk to them later. <laughs> but like, you know what? Like, like this, like this comic that you did. You know, it, it brought me back to the the Keatonverse. It gave me a little bit of a sampling of what's to come. And you know, like Enigma. I'm telling you, man, that guy feels like somebody right out of Keaton's scripts of how over the top he is. Yeah, uh, we we envisioned uh, Robert Williams to play uh, uh, the Riddler, and we figured, well. Robert was very zany, very, you know, I was like, well, let's add a little bit of that into the script. <laughs> you know what you reminded me of? 
Did you ever watch the Batman 86 uh, movie, animated movie, where they brought in William Shatner and played two, played Two-Face? I loved that. I really did. I, I enjoyed it. I actually went to New York Comic Con. I actually saw the the premiere. I was there. Oh, nice. Background. I was like, you know what? Shatner's doing a pretty good job as Two-Face. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. You know, I find that that movie gets very little recognition. Like, I talked to some of my fans who are, like, big fan of, like, Adam West, and they haven't even heard of it. I'm like, how have you not heard of it? This is probably the last thing he did. Yeah, it was the last thing. Yeah. Like, that that thing needs, a, like, major promotion. It was, a good, it was good fun. Like, going back to those old properties, it's, it's always fun. Did you ever watch that uh, live-action one where it's, like, uh, Tim Burton, no, uh, it's uh, the actors, Adam West and Burt Ward. Burt Ward, who are like revisiting the show and it's like, um, like just talking about the behind the scenes of their life and all that. I, I watched that, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I love the story. Ugh, this is probably like a little too PG-13. Apparently Burt Ward and uh, Adam West got kicked out of an orgy one time oh god you want to know why because they wouldn't break character <laughs> they acted like <laughs> batman and robin the whole time oh my god that was about a blast doing that <laughs> you can look that up that, that's a true story it's like of all the reasons to get kicked out of an orgy <laughs> But then again, like that was the '60s, man. Like they had orgies every other week. Yeah, and you have to remember that was when the bad craze happened during that show. <laughs> yeah, and what was interesting was uh, the '66 movie was supposed to, you know, help pay for the expensive sets because they had very expensive sets. Mm -hmm. And what was going on was in Tokyo, and this is where Batman meets Godzilla comes in. That's actually based off an old uh, movie's uh, treatment. Really? Yeah, so the Japanese actually uh, worked on their own version. Then William Dozer, who was the producer of Batman TV show, was working on his version of it. Yeah. So it was one of those canceled projects where, you know, you would have seen the Cape Crusaders that take on the King of the Monsters. There, that's your movie. <laughs> no, but actually that reminds me, like back in the day, that would happen a lot, where uh, especially in the 60s, you know, before, like people would kind of pick from each other all the time and not give credit, not to take rights. I remember there was this whole thing with Frankenstein and King Kong. That was a whole big deal, like OG stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was Definitely say what you want about the the '66 show, but that revitalized Batman, and that what slowly led to the Keaton movie. Yeah, like, I love the first movie. That that is just like it's just well done. I enjoy it. I I rewatch it uh, more than I should admit. <laughs> I remember I was a little kid and I had it on VHS, and then I made sure to pick up the. Uh, second Batman movie uh, because uh, I liked it. Catwoman, very, very, uh, 
eye-opening for a young boy? <laughs> That's uh, finally putting it. <laughs> okay. No, but in all seriousness, I just like I really enjoyed it. I always found it like kind of weirdly dark, and I I liked it. If if you look at uh, all four films uh, of that uh, particular French entry in the franchise, Batman Returns is actually the highest rated one. That's number three, right? Uh, that's actually number two. That's the highest rated one. Oh, right. Yes. Well, after coming from uh, the OG Batman movie, everyone's coming in to see what's going on next. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, we need to go back to that verse, you know? We need to see uh, old man Michael Keaton Batman. Well, what's interesting is DC Comics is doing their own Batman 89 uh, comic right now. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, one of the interesting thing was when it was announced, people had come up to me and, and asked me, is this going to deter you from completing your story? I'm like, no, it's not going to deter us from completing our story. We're going to complete our story before their comic is actually done. Yeah, not to mention the fact that, man, we're dealing with comics, so parallel Earths or parallel timelines, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's okay. Yeah. You see, in my version of uh, Digimon Season 3, we have an alternate timeline. Where <laughs> we're, we're, we're writers, and let's be honest, at one point or another, you and I have written fan fiction. Yes, yes. All right, yes. and there is no shame in that. There's some fan fiction out there that's pretty good. There's others that's hot garbage, but it's entertaining hot garbage. And let's be honest, most... What is Batman writing today, if not fan fiction? Okay, so, uh, some new artists. Well, think about it this way. Some new guy comes along. Well, I want to tell my Batman story. I'll make it a one-shot. The only difference between him and you right now is that they're being paid by DC to do it. Yeah, I'm just doing, I'm just doing it uh, for the fans. I'm just doing yeah. it for me. And of course, you can let Batman do things that according to DC's heroes don't do. And I'm wondering if you know what I'm talking about. A controversy. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, and not to mention the fact we even talked about Catwoman too. Yes. Uh... <laughs> heroes don't do that. Well, it turns out Batman does. Hey, goddamn I'm... better. I'm just, I'm just gonna say it. Batman does. All right. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, you don't need to put it in the comic, but we know he does. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, no, no. So, <laughs> you know, when I read that, there's one image that came to mind straight away. It was this like stupid little picture somebody made back in the day. I think it was like on 4chan. And it was a little bit of time after uh, the Venom movie got announced. And it's like uh, this girl's talking to Venom. It's like, uh, are you really Venom? Yes. And it's us. Ah, and it's like, what are you doing? And she's like gone back on her back and pulled her legs up. I'm giving you the chance to become a hero. Tongue <laughs> <laughs> like hanging. I'll find that picture and send it to you. It's just so good. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, God. I have like, I have so many memes saved on my phone that I can't find anything in it. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh god, yeah, it's the second image. If you write venom tongue meme in Google, it's literally the second image. Oh 
Oh God, I, I'm not gonna do it now. I'm gonna do it later on. But no, this guy. <laughs> it, it's nothing. It's it's all like PG, you know, no, nothing uh, graphic in that picture. It's yeah. just, it's perfect. Yeah. I'm just thinking to myself. Somebody needs to redo that. That using Batman as a template. Oh, oh god. god! I feel like we're 13 year olds all of a sudden. No, no. <laughs> all right. Oh, all right, we're adults. We're Speaking of alternate timelines and worlds, did you watch Loki episode six? Yes, I did. 